0: Welcome, everybody,
1: to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics, each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagella, and I'm joined today for the very first time by Hannah Tardif. Hannah, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing pretty well. How are you?
1: I am doing just fine, you know, uh, barring the circumstances of the world right now, but I am nonetheless positive.
2: always well, good to be positive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, uh, so this is your first ever time on a podcast, I hear
2: It is, yes It's a strange feeling
1: Yeah um, <laughs> Have you ever been interested in being on one? Or do you, do you do you listen to podcasts?
2: I do listen to them A lot of the time it's like on road trips and stuff And my mom really likes podcasts So we do listen to podcasts quite a bit
1: Sorry, I had to move your mic for a second Because I couldn't see your eyes And it was oh. a little awkward
2: <laughs> Now we're making eye contact, so it's fine
1: <laughs> Yeah um, Do you have a favorite?
2: Um, I don't remember like what it was called, but we do listen to a lot of like the more like political cod, podcasts. Ah, cod, cod, pasts? cod pasts, Yes. <laughs> podcasts. Um, so a lot of them are like based on like NBC and like, um, the New York times and stuff like that. So,
1: okay. Yeah. Gotcha. You never get into like this American life or like any of the non-political ones.
2: I believe I've had listened to this. Or Serial. Podcast. Everyone's favorite yeah.
1: podcast serial, you know. Oh. The very first podcast. you ever listened to that?
2: I did not listen to You're that. You're into
1: one. true crime? Yes. Then you should definitely listen to that. What are you doing okay. with your
2: life? <laughs> That's how I've been spending my quarantine is just like watching murder documentaries and stuff. So I'm just like, Oh my yes. god, then I have <laughs> quite
1: the list of podcasts to recommend, but it all starts with Serial, a Sarah Coning okay. original. Um Yeah. I, you never there was a show on HBO called like the last or the something about Adnan Saeed
2: yeah I remember that one I that, don't remember the podcast the is either, essentially
1: but... essentially just takes place over this the, this uh, reporter Sarah Koenig goes to this town where there was like this suspicious murder that like people are like confused on why this person went to jail for it and mm-hmm. tries to uncover it and
2: okay. you get
1: to kind of make your decision on what happened at the end
2: Kind of like a making a murderer type of situation. I think so. Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm not really into um uh, true crime stuff. Okay. But um serial uh, was just too good not to pass up, and Get it's like everyone's it. first podcast. Very cool. Obviously not yours, but you are younger than me.
2: I'm also like new to the whole podcast thing, so I'm more How of a like you. blare your music in the car type of degenerate. So.
1: <laughs> well, before we run out of time, Hannah, what are we drinking today?
2: We are drinking the Goose Island Beer Company wheat beer. It has a 4.2% alcohol. I do kind of like wheat beers. I don't like like super dark ones, but like this is a pretty solid one. It's got a good smooth kind of like lemon zesty flavor to it. So I'm into it.
1: And it's called three one two. It's called
2: three one two. Yeah, (laughs) where is
1: on the other side?
2: (laughs) Well, it's not just called Goose
1: Island. The wheat beer. (laughs)
2: The wheat beer. Wow. Okay. So my hand was just completely blocking that. That's awesome.
1: She also cheated and opened it before the podcast, so everyone. I got a little excited. Shame her in my mentions.
2: Just I got (laughs) too excited. Don't shame me. (laughs)
1: Um. Yeah. I don't. I'm not a big fan of like stouts. Like if you look up on the wall, which is every beer we've had on this podcast there's very little stouts but i am a gigantic fan of ipas which Mm -hmm. is the most common yeah wheat beers are in the middle of the pack for me i think i like ipas Mm -hmm. and then lagers okay and then wheat would fall and then like ghosts which is like sour beer i love
2: sour beers and ghosts and stuff like that those are my favorites (sighs) Yeah,
1: i tend to drink fast
2: yeah Um, so those ones are not ones that you want to like do that with but i also have like a lot of my interest in like beer taste and music and like what I watch and stuff like is pretty much the taste of like a middle-aged dad type person.
1: Beer number one. Sports. Th- those are preloaded. I didn't just cut you off. I'm, so- I'm sorry if you thought. No, you're totally fine. I just
2: like, heard- suddenly heard music and I was just like, what? <laughs> we
1: got to we gotta separate the segments somehow. Um, no. uh, so we're on to sports. Hannah, do you fucks with any sports?
2: Uh, No not really at all um i mean i was a swimmer in high school and like i kind of know what's happening in the swimming world but not really so
1: yeah i only knew it was happening when michael phelps was a thing
2: right and like you know if the olympics aren't happening there's not like a lot of like easily accessible information about like what are the swimmers doing swimming fast i would assume (laughs) right like
1: You know, that's the thing about swimming is it's just swimming fast, mm-hmm. um, you know, fun in the Olympics, but that, there's a reason those only happen every four years.
2: That is true. <laughs> um, yes.
1: Um, so you never do you? are not a, like a fan of any of the four major sports as in baseball, uh, hockey, mm-hmm. basketball and football.
2: I like don't actively follow like any sports. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, Why I know, is like, that? I what's, don't know. What's, what's wrong with you? I think I was just more of, like, a kind of, like, art nerd as a kid. Like, I actually, like, did not play, like, any sports as a child. Like, I kind of played soccer and everything, but more because, like, my parents put all three of me and my sisters through soccer. Um, But I did dance a lot. Um, Dance
1: counts as a sport, right?
2: Well, yeah, it absolutely does. But, like, you know, it's not something that's, like, you know, a big part of our, like, pop culture and everything, right. you know, so. Hey,
1: well, that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about diving into anything that you want to talk about. So let's talk definitely. about dance for a second. Okay.
2: When dance did you uh, get into dance? Um, So I honestly, I was too young to remember. I was probably, like, three or something. Mm-hmm. There's some very, like, poorly made family videos of me and my sister's dance recitals when we were <laughs> little kids.
1: There's some poorly made videos of me and my uh, brothers dancing uh, mm-hmm. stupidly while we were adults
2: you know does it ever really change so yeah (laughs) same thing same thing right exactly (laughs) so like it's fine Uh, um i think my favorite video that we've we have we've kept it to this day we've like done all the weird editing technology stuff that i also know like zero information about like we've transferred it so that it's all like in my dad's computer and so we can like put it on the tv and stuff and so my favorite video... The weird editing technology. Yeah, the you editing mean you, technology you, 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 that exists.
1: You mean you took it to a transfer place and they transferred it to a hard drive.
2: <laughs> right. I. Just, I Again. <laughs> Mind
1: blown, everybody. Yes.
2: Yes. I'm a very... I don't know. I feel like I should... I feel like I'm the wrong age. I feel like people my age know a lot about how all of that works, but I'm like a grandma. So...
1: Yeah. You're not down with uh, having a...
2: I'm not hip with am- a- Amazon the new... robot
1: in every single room of your house.
2: Yeah, not necessarily.
1: Well, welcome to my house, where Amazon <laughs> rules all and I am just a cog in its game.
2: Alright, well, you
0: know.
1: <laughs> Anyways, back to dancing. Um so like how far did you get like competitive wise?
2: So I was never like a competitive dancer necessarily. It was more just like training and stuff and then we would have like dance recitals every year
1: mm. well isn't that in- inherently competitive dance recitals? i mean i guess sort of But like, is like, there like a first place no
2: place? it was just kind of like here's what we've been working on oh. for like the last several months of lessons that have been costing you so much money that your children have been doing <laughs> really? so um you know, I didn't do a lot of, like, competitive stuff like that. Um, I did a lot of, like, performance stuff. So I when I, I danced as a kid, and I danced for, like, 10 years or something crazy like that. But after that, I did, like, musical theater. So it was one of those things where it's more like a showcase at the end than, like, uh, yeah. uh, Like a dun dun,
1: dun 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 Everyone's kicking their legs up and stuff. Exactly.
2: Kind of. <laughs> yeah. So there was a point in my life where I could do stuff like that, but then I entered my 20s so that's no longer a thing for me
1: (laughs) you still got the prime of your life ahead of you don't worry physical peak is at 27 i believe is it actually at least for men i don't know what it is for Um, women yeah (laughs) yours is maybe 16 who knows
2: (laughs) (laughs) i mean probably (laughs)
1: um so uh in the sports world that is currently going on in the pop culture relevant sports um the nba and the nhl are still in their bubble have you heard about um the bubble
2: I'm not familiar with the use of the term, the bubble.
1: So this is how little
2: I follow sports, you know, (laughs) like I just don't. um, Yeah. (laughs) In
1: these COVID times, um, playing sports is kind of trivial and especially and very unsafe without precautions, you know? I
2: mean, yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, So what the NBA and the NHL did was they sequestered the teams and the uh, like, uh, coaches and the staff of the teams to, Mm -hmm. for the NBA for, to, um, Orlando to Disney. And they're all just like in this hotel and this complex, for the the rest of the playoffs, and for hockey, it's in Toronto and Vancouver, I think. Um, some other Canadian cities, so they're all in Canada. Oh wow! So and it's working flawlessly, um, which is great because the MLB is still playing just without fans in their stands, mm-hmm. and people are catching COVID. Like it's not been as bad as it could have been, but there's been some it's games that great. are probably canceled. <laughs> yeah. Um, which leads me to the start of the football season, everyone's favorite sport in America, go Lions. Uh, uh,
2: They try their best.
1: They are not doing a bubble either. Okay. So everyone's on edge about whether or not this is going to successfully happen. And I think personally, if baseball, which plays every single day and football plays once a week, I think that football has a much better chance of finishing their season than baseball and baseball seems to be going pretty strong.
2: Sweet. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> if it works, it works. But oh. also don't get sick, friends. Don't get sick, friends.
1: <laughs> Wear your mask if you can. I don't know. <laughs> the whole thing's crazy. Um, yeah. <coughs> oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> um, uh, so in regards to dancing, I guess, um, does, does that make you more inclined to do like uh, cheer or pom in high school?
2: Mm. I mean, I thought about it. There was a competitive dance team that, like, my cousins had done and everything at my high school, Um, but I was honestly kind of a nerd, but it worked better for me, because I ended up going into musical theater, and, like, some of my, like, because, you know, you're singing, you're dancing, you're acting, so, like, that's kind of, like, my dance background kind of just, like, translated into that. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that worked for me.
1: Has so. um, uh dance given you anything like in your current life that uh, you're like you value, you're proud of?
2: Other than like my killer calves that like there I'm we go. super killer proud calves. of. <laughs> like okay, I am not the most active person in the world at this point in my life, <laughs> but like the combination of genetics and ten years of dancing has left me with some pretty impressive calves.
1: There we go, girl. Come yeah, on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know that's like the weirdest thing to point out, but like that's what it is.
1: Um, are you a are you a gym person?
2: I mean, yes and no. I prefer to do things that are a little more like I don't like to be like in a gym. I don't like to have like the walls. The walls are not good for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why? They're not.
1: <laughs> I are just, you claustrophobic?
2: <laughs> I don't know why. Like I just if I had to choose between like running on a treadmill and then like or like running like on a nature trail or something I would prefer to do the trail Um, well
1: yeah treadmills are boring
2: right but like you know like I kind of get I mean I have a little bit of like gym training from high school because I was a swimmer in high school so like we would have like gym days where we or like weight room days where we would lift weights and like do all of the fun stuff in there um. So, like, I do that like a little bit. Obviously, not as much as I did when mm. I was like sixteen, but <laughs> the prime of my life, apparently. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I've never been a gym person. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't like it, and I don't know. It w- maybe it would be nice to be super strong one day, but yeah, that's not in the cards currently. <laughs> yeah,
2: I just try to like eat decently you know
1: yeah well you're still eating meat over there
2: okay it was fish come on (laughs) that's the best of the meats if you're gonna eat meat fish is your best bet is it yes why because it's full of lots of mercury good (laughs) don't be dramatic over here
1: oh you don't know who you're talking to
2: (laughs) vegetarians vegans all of you
1: well your father's a vegan
2: he is and i'm very accustomed to eating vegan food and i've gotten very comfortable with it and it's actually delicious like vegan recipes are a lot of fun um oh
1: yeah i did not know how to cook before i went vegetarian and now i feel like a bomb at cooking
2: I mean, you've got to cook for yourself because you don't have as many options in, like, restaurants and stuff. So. Uh,
1: if I was vegan, it'd be great because I wouldn't mm. have, to have the urge to grub hub Taco Bell every freaking Sunday. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I,
2: I, I know this is, like, the typical, like, non-vegan non, or, like, non-vegetarian response, but, like, cheese is very important to me. and.
1: Me too. I was vegan yeah. for three months, and I've never felt better, but then the but winter came. the cheese came, was calling you. And I grew up around pizza and making pizza Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's
2: are you italian
1: i am not i am um lithuanian and french canadian and something unknown i'm a mutt
2: what is the something unknown that sounds ominous (laughs) i
1: don't that's what i'm saying we don't know (laughs) all right
2: all right well that's cool
1: lithuanian is the only one i know for sure because that's on my dad's side but i look way less like my dad than my mother okay and because, you know, they're like, um, it's right next to Poland. I'm sure you know oh, where Lithuania is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're just like super white people. And me and my brothers tan very well. So, like, we get something else from our mom's side.
2: Yeah. Northern Europeans tend to be very pasty. Yeah. That's also where. Not me, bitch. That's also like where my family comes from. And as you can see, I'm like the palest.
1: The palest being. of the pales. The I've seen the paler, though.
2: Yeah. I mean, I haven't been going outside, like, a lot the last, like, couple of months. So, like, I'm sure there would be more color in my face and general <laughs> being if I did. But there's not, so.
1: oh, How do you feel about that?
2: Um, I'm okay with it. I'm, I mean, I definitely should be outside more because it's just healthy. But I just have kind of been a homebody
1: Bit of a hermit over here. Yeah, well, I mean, because I did
2: did have the surgery like a month ago, too, and then like Oh Or are you going to use your hold-up? Huh?
1: Are you going to use your hold-up?
2: What do you mean? How am I going to use my hold-up? I
1: said, are you going to?
2: Am I going to use my hold-up? Yes. Oh, sure. Might as well.
1: Okay. What do you want to talk about for this hold-up segment?
2: Um, (laughs) I mean, I guess like we could talk about like the surgery that i just had and what it was like being in a hospital during covid because that was weird
1: yes i'm very interested it was a a
2: weird experience in this
1: you want to do you want to explain for the listeners your surgery if you're comfortable
2: no yeah that's totally fine um (laughs) so i did just have a breast reduction which is an elective surgery um so i originally had had it scheduled to be done back in like april um but then obviously COVID happened and the hospitals are just like, nope, you don't need to be here. So like, you're not going to be yeah, here. And I'm just was like, and I'm active. just like, you know, that's fair. <laughs> I don't want to be there either, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I did get a breast reduction because I was having a lot of strain on like my spine, mm. especially. How dare you? As, I know. right? <laughs> so, you know, I am comfortable sharing this information. So I'm going to tell you. Um, before the surgery i was a double j cup what the
1: hell is it goes that high
2: yeah it fucking goes that high dude <laughs> <laughs> trust me i know wait
1: so a b c d e f j oh my gosh
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah um that i can imagine how that um uh, might affect your life
2: yeah a little bit i'm <laughs> like i would not consider myself like the most thin small female in the world but like you know, it was not proportional at all. <laughs> not even a little. Um, so I'm down to about a double D now. Yeah. Which is, like, a good size still. I mean, but that's like, like, yeah. Not that's, nearly as that's unmanageable as it was. <laughs> so, obviously, I was just like, yeah, get this shit off of me. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, Once the hospital started opening again for elective surgeries, what I had to do um, was I had to go get tested for COVID two days, 48 hours before my operation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then seeing as I was negative, like I got to like proceed with the operation. Um, For context, I did also have a surgery when I was a kid. So I know how this goes like normally. Yeah. Um, So, my mother, being a very protective person, and, you know, she wants to, like, be helpful throughout this whole process, um, was worried that she would not be able to see me because I had to spend the night in the hospital afterwards. Right. Because they, like, they did a lot.
1: They took Um, out a couple couple letters of the alphabet there.
2: Right. Well, like, what they did, like, it was a pretty, like, intense surgery because what they did, like, plastic surgery is really interesting. If you don't have a lot of information on it, because this is technically considered a plastic surgery. Right. Um, so what they did was they took out 500 grams out of each breast of breast tissue, and then they did a slight lift, um, and then they also had to do nipple reconstruction. Okay. Um, so, you know, not only are my boobs smaller, they look completely different than they (laughs) did before, so, like, that's a little bit of an adjustment, but, you know, not the worst Thing in the world. I'm pretty happy with it. Not going to lie to you. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to ask you if
1: you're, uh, if you're, you're happy with the results. Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. So how's your back feel? You know, I have a lot of damage that has been done there. So I kind of still like my back is still like, you know, like mm-hmm. creaky, like it cracks a lot. Like I need to crack my back and my neck a lot because like it just, you know, gets stiff. Um, but it's not getting worse anymore. So, like, once I am fully healed, because this was only like a month and a half ago, yeah. So I'm, I've still got some spots that need to like finish healing up. I would like to see a chiropractor to fix my spine.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so
1: were you allowed that's to? Were you allowed to choose like how um, small they went?
2: So that kind of thing really depends on the surgeon. So the surgeon that I had, um, he wanted to still, like, I think I initially wanted to be smaller than I am currently, mm-hmm. but I think he did a really good job of, like, keeping it realistically proportional. Okay. Um, so I'm still pretty happy with it. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not like, oh my God, they should be smaller, but like, they do look good like in proportion to everything else i feel like so like he did a really good job of kind of like figuring out where i wanted to be and like kind of getting me as close to there as i could be without yeah. it looking like i had looking a plastic strange. surgery like they still look very natural mm-hmm. um you know like but you know they were reduced and reconstructed so they look different um so I feel like he did a good job of kind of like making it look realistic rather than just being doing exactly what I had told him to do because you know he's a doctor like he knows yeah. he's had he's so been, You gave him like the
1: leeway to like kind of like play with I mean he, th- th- I don't mean to say it like that but I mean, like you know yeah. <laughs> play with play with the well, proportions this is weird. it's a su- <laughs> it's a subject where
2: like you know it's going to sound weird no matter how you say it so you might as well just say it. Um <laughs> but yeah so yeah pretty much um he did a really good job with it so i'm very happy with how they look um it's and you know i go in and like check up and everything it was really funny because i had my one month checkup like last week mm-hmm. and so obviously when you do your checkup with the surgeon if it's a breast reduction you have to show him your boobs
1: right <laughs>
2: <laughs> obviously
1: i went into the wrong field <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, you know, it was really funny because, like, he was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy with these proportions and blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, how do you feel like it And I'm just like, I'm very happy with this. And he's just like, oh, my gosh, have you gone to the beach yet? And I'm just like, no, why? And he's just like, you just look so good. You're going to be turning so many heads when you're at the beach. And I'm just like, aw, I love you.
1: <laughs> nice. So. Um. Uh, so, how was the... So explain more about the hospital experience during COVID times.
2: Yes. Yeah, so the hospital experience was weird. Um, so I had to get tested two days before the surgery, and I had to be in, like, very strict self-isolation during those two days. Yeah. Like, I was pretty much confined to my bedroom the entire time. And then, like, obviously I live with my parents and my sister at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, my younger sister was working, but she would, like you know go stay at her boyfriend's house and then my parents both work from home so they were like not leaving the house unless they absolutely had to just to like make sure that i came in contact with absolutely yeah. nothing during is this is a trust-based system
1: or do they monitor you
2: it's a trust-based system but like you know i'm not gonna
1: right yeah you're not a, you're not a like I'm, a, I'm
2: about to like go spend a night in a hospital where like people are dealing with god knows what so like if i can not bring COVID into that hospital i'm gonna do yeah. my best to not bring COVID into the hospital. <laughs> um, You're right.
1: probably better than a lot of people in the world. I
2: just, <laughs> just wear your masks. Jesus. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, so yeah, uh, my mom pretty much had to like drop me off at the entrance to like the surgery center. And then one of the nurses like escorted me in and like went through all of my information and all of that. Um, And I was pretty much like just in a mask in contact with as few people as humanly possible, like as few nurses as possible. Um, So it was a very like kind of isolated, protected situation, um, which was very different from my previous experience. But also I was like 11 at the time. So, of course, they were going to let my mom like come back and like.
0: Yeah, yeah. Help
2: me out and stuff. Like, I'm 22 now, so, like, I didn't need my mom to be present every step of the way. But, like, she's still... She's a mom. She was worried. So, like, she wanted to be as present as possible. But, like, they would not let her even inside the hospital yeah. while I was in surgery. She had to go wait at home.
1: So, you had to have surgery by yourself.
2: Yeah, pretty much. That
1: must have been terrifying.
2: Um, I mean, it wasn't for me because, like, once you go under, like...
1: Yeah, well...
2: Have you ever been under anesthesia before? Yes. Yeah, so, like, you know, you're just you know, you're suddenly you're talking and then like two seconds later, you're fully conscious in a completely (laughs) different place and like very days. And you're just like, oh, crap, like (laughs) what just (laughs) happened? Um, But apparently my mom was kind of panicking because they said that they would call her when they were done with my operation. Um, It was supposed to be like a two to three hour operation. And I was under for four and a half hours.
1: Okay, that's scary.
2: I mean, yes. So I can see why she like. Was oh
1: shit! Out. There's way more of this than we expected,
2: everybody. Okay, <laughs> this might be too much information, but again, this is just it's it's hilarious. So I have to tell you, um, you know, w- w- before you go into surgery, the surgeon has to like make marks on you where they're doing incisions and stuff, and like obviously right. since this was the plastic surgery, there's like a lot of stuff that they're marking. Mm-hmm. And like my surgeon tattooed you No, (laughs) (laughs) like as my surgeon was like trying to make these marks and everything like his assistant was with him. And so this poor woman had to hold up one of my boobs with (laughs) two hands. That's how huge they were. And, like, so that he could, like, make, like, those little, like, <laughs> under boob markings. And I'm just like, oh, my God. They brought out a crane.
1: <laughs> it was super embarrassing.
2: <laughs> so, like, that was... Yeah. And then, like, again, because... It was a breast reduction. Like, everybody had to be looking at my boobs all the time. So, like, you really have to get over, like, the little mental blockages of, like, any form of modesty you thought you had prior to this experience. Because, like...
1: like, oh, yep. Yeah, see? You can see why she wants this.
2: Well, no. It was more like after I was recovering and everything. Like, as I was in the recovery... No, like, not, like, after. Like, as I'm, like, recovering in the hospital... Well, what they did was like they just give you some stitches and then they just like slapped a binder on me so that they could just like kind of like open and close the binder as they needed. And that was just ha- it was just like attached with some velcro. So like when the surgeons came in and checked on me after I had regained consciousness, like <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, you know, you just open it up, take a look, make sure it yeah, looks Yeah, so
1: you really have to just be like
2: so you just you literally have to like just this is not <laughs> even care anymore which like you know it's fine. Hey, cheers um, to your confidence. There you, you go. Yeah. So they actually did let my mother come see me in like the recovery room
1: mm-hmm.
2: afterwards like when I had been removed from like the surgery center and into like a recovery space. Yeah. Um so Did she have
1: to test before she
2: no but like shoot you could only have like one visitor and it had to be in visiting hours yeah so
1: and super masked all the time probably yeah obviously but
2: yeah obviously um
1: did you just be masked so, yeah. while you were um uh, recovering
2: mm-hmm. yep 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 how was that i mean not gonna lie to you if i can lay there in a mask while i'm like regaining consciousness from anesthesia <laughs> and I can still breathe you can breathe wearing your masks into a grocery store is how I feel about it.
1: You hear that people of the world? Come on. Like mask up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're just being a baby at this point. If you're not going to do it you're you're weak. Sorry. <laughs> like <laughs>
1: So how long were you uh, actually in the hospital for?
2: I was only there overnight. Um, Oh, so you had to go home the next day. Yeah, I did get to go home the next day. Thankfully, I am on the younger side. (laughs) Um, I was literally the youngest person. Like, when I was getting tested for COVID before, everybody was, like, 70-plus. When I was, like, recovering after surgery, that's when I was, like, actually seeing other human beings that weren't, like, doctors or nurses. Yeah. Like, everybody was, like old. <laughs> um, so, like, I was just kind of, like, get me the fuck out of this hospital, because I don't want to stay in a hospital longer than I have to. So, if I can yeah. kind of, like, push myself to, like, get up, walk, like, use the bathroom, prove that you can poop. not have to be in this hospital. <laughs> yeah, poop. That's an important thing. um, So that you can just go home, because I did not like being there. Hospital food's the worst. Yeah. Like... <laughs> literally i was like i was on my feet like an hour and a half tops maybe after waking up from anesthesia because i'm just like get me the fuck out of (laughs) here um and so it got to a point where like technically you're supposed to like hit the little button every time you need to like use the bathroom or something because it was down the hall like i got to a point where i just looked at my nurse and i'm just like can i just go (laughs) like i can do it like you know i can and she's just like yeah, you're fine. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to have to wait like the 15 minutes for you to like, just yeah. get over here and help me to the bathroom. I can make it there on my own. Just let me do it.
1: <laughs> what hospital were you at?
2: I was at, uh, the St. Joe's hospital in Ann Arbor. Got you. It's a pretty good hospital. They were super cool.
1: Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, my, uh, experience under anesthesia was completely different and in much more traumatic circumstances, so it did not go as easy as that, and I was in the hospital for two weeks afterwards.
2: <laughs> Care to elaborate? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the
1: listeners of this podcast already know, but um, uh, I, okay, I, don't I, know, so. I was in a car accident, and I shattered my hips and my pelvis. Oh, my God. And uh, almost didn't walk again, but I had an but amazing But you are, doctor. obviously. So yeah, like, I have, like, no issues with great. it, so it's crazy good but,
2: for you that's scary but like impressive that you
1: it was scary as fuck like
2: <laughs> got out of there <laughs> like
1: yeah look at like me look at walk. me now baby yeah i'd have to do it under COVID times so yeah i had a lot of visitors way too many visitors
2: Hmm. And, well, bro- and they
1: broke all the rules
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah can't really do that now yeah no
1: yeah so yeah um uh, so you're you're happy with the surgery oh yeah the hospital experience was pretty okay it sounds it was, like it
2: sounded it was okay it was just bizarre yeah so not like traumatizing or anything but like just kind of like this is weird everybody's looking at my boobs like and everyone's wearing a mask and i don't know what they look like kind of like
1: oh yeah vibe i didn't even think about the them wearing masks part of it like you're yeah like, i don't even know who's looking at my boobs i'm just <laughs> like who are you again <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, how much pain were you in afterwards?
2: Um, I mean, I was on narcotics for like a good week afterwards. Mm. Like the recovery, I pretty much could not like move a lot, like a week afterwards. Like I could walk and everything, but like, I was definitely sore for a very long time. Yeah. Um, I also had drainage tubes coming out of my sides because when you do plastic surgery like that, like it's like common with like liposuction and like Mm. you know any sort of like reconstructive thing that's like in that region
1: i don't know what this move is yeah i know you guys can't see what this move is. i'm like doing like a doing like a little windmill thing. thing
2: okay so it's like pretty much everything that has like all of your like vital organs so pretty much like you know like Your hips to your shoulders. Yeah. Like, if anything like that gets reconstructed, like, there's a good chance you have to do drainage. So, it's, like, blood buildup and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, pretty much to make sure that, you know, the swelling is, in fact, going down because depending... I had to log my drainage. So, like, these little tubes were coming out of my side. They gave you homework? Yeah, dude. What the fuck? (laughs) And they would, like, collect in these little containers at the end of the tubes, and I would have to pin those little containers by, like, their little tags on the end to either my binder that I was wearing or, like, a sports bra, and they were, like, straight up inside of me. The tubes were, like, inside Ugh. of me, so I couldn't take uh. them out, so I had to, like, wear a sports bra or, like, a yeah. fucking belt when I <laughs> took a shower, so that sucked. Oh, no. Um, It wasn't too bad, but it was not fun. <laughs> um,
1: How was, uh, do they feel, like, completely, I know you said they're not completely healed, but, like, do they feel, like, do they still hurt?
2: No, I don't have any soreness now. So, like, it's all good at this point. I had the drainage tubes in for, like, a week. Um, to take them out, my surgeon straight up just yanked those bitches out of me. And it was, like, a good six inches of tube that was inside my body.
1: Yeah, we all like a good six inches being <laughs> yanked out of us. You know? <laughs> Beer number two, entertainment. Well, thank you, Hannah, for talking about your press for about 15 minutes. That was You're awesome. Welcome. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it.
2: <laughs> I hope everyone else does, too.
1: I think it was very informative. So. I mean,
2: I, ge- I genuinely have very little shame Good. at this point because of that experience. So here we are.
1: <laughs> well, we are on to the entertainment segment of this podcast. Um, uh, so normally I start by asking people, what have you been fucking with in terms of? Anything you can, It can be from music, it can be from TV, it can be from movies, it can be from podcasts, it can be from literally anything involving entertainment. My or qu- literally anything. It's Who cares? My
2: quarantine thing that I got into that I was not into before, like at any point in my life, is anime.
1: Yes, I've been hearing a lot about this anime.
2: I love anime a lot now, mm-hmm. because... Everything is just so dramatic and so blown out of proportion in these plot lines, and like, it just genuinely is very entertaining. And some of them are, like, really cool and really creative. Like, I don't understand how people come up with ideas like what they've come up with in anime. Um, But, yeah, so I've been watching a lot of that.
1: Yeah, the only anime I really have experience with is when I was younger, I was, like, really obsessed with Dragon Ball Z, but I feel mm-hmm. like that's a lot of younger boys' uh
2: Yeah, MOs. I'm, I'm not watching, like, Dragon Ball Z. I'm watching, like, Kamehameha, you know,
1: motherfucker.
2: Attack on Titan, like, My Hero Academia, Death Note, Full I've Metal heard about Alchemist, Death Note. like... I kind of... There's a lot of, like, subgenres of anime, like there is with anything else. Like, you know, you have your romance animes, and, like, there's, like, the rom-coms, and, like, the action ones, and mm-hmm. the sci-fi, and all that stuff. Um, so, it's, like, the same thing within anime. There's, like, sub-genres and everything. Um, and then different time periods, and also different artists have, like, different styles of their animation, too. So, it's kind of fun to watch, like, that creativity with that. Yeah. So, like... You know it's been very entertaining for me and like i think i've learned a lot about just anime in general and everything that like you know it wasn't something i was ever into before but like i got into Mm -hmm. it and i'm just like this is actually super cool
1: (laughs) yeah i've always kind of wanted to get into it because it like a lot of people i respect like it and Mm -hmm. uh it sounds like super up my alley but i don't know i just never really have like
0: yeah
1: I, i don't really that that been that big into like uh animated stuff like cartoon stuff yeah the only one i watch right now is rick and morty and right that's just because that is just so good i I mean
2: like i watch mostly animated stuff too like there's some things that i don't that are not animated that i enjoy watching but like i do i I like like rick and morty bob's burgers Mm -hmm. big mouth like kind of like the raunchy adult animation type Mm -hmm. of stuff but then also like Anime. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I would like anime better than most of those uh, other ones, but I yeah. just never really—I haven't really dived in yet because I mm-hmm. was—I was obsessed with Dragon Ball Z, like, a lot, mm-hmm. and then it just all of a sudden fell off whenever I thought it was uncool if I didn't watch the real world. So,
2: uh, well, you know. <laughs> so I actually, during my surgery recovery, I got like a twenty-four pack of those Studio Ghibli films.
1: Uh, you're gonna have to elaborate.
2: So Studio Ghibli is like a Japanese animation group that's been making movies since like the 80s. Yeah. And everything, and like it's very, it's a very well known for its like kind of like artistic like animation style, and then like it's very like kind of like whimsical stories that like kind of have like a fantasy vibe to it and like it's really cool and some of the movies yeah some of the movies are like really good like princess mononoke is a good one howl's moving castle was really fun um you've heard of like spirited away
1: nope
2: you don't know no face like the weird what spirit with like the mask
1: are you talking about jim carrey's the mask
2: oh my god okay (laughs) you have to you have to watch these movies they're actually like so good um but it was really fun to watch those while I was, like, recovering on my narcotics. Anyways. <laughs> um, don't do drugs, kids. But
1: <laughs> Do do drugs, just probably not opiates.
2: Yes. Don't, so, yeah. Don't do that.
1: I know we both said different things. But. But. <laughs> but.
2: <laughs> if you're in that situation.
1: <laughs> watch anime.
2: Watch Studio Ghibli movies. <laughs> because it's not going to scare you. <laughs> and it's super cool to watch. <laughs>
1: um do you remember the last movie you saw in theaters before COVID hit were, were you a big what movie movie going person
2: yeah i always have been but i'm trying to think of what it was
1: i think mine was sonic
2: oh which um, maybe could be
1: considered anime
2: um,
1: there's tv shows
2: you mean the one where like ryan reynolds voices sonic or something? that one's not anime. Or, oh wait no that's pikachu
1: one yeah, of yeah. those,
2: like, weird live action. This was
1: a live action version okay, of Sonic. I'm not if, saying. If it's
2: live action, it's not anime. I'm not
1: saying that is. I'm saying the legend of Sonic and the things that came before. Like oh, yeah. Shows. Like, that's I guess, anime, right? Yeah. Like, Pokemon's I'm, anime, right? Yeah. Then, so would be Sonic. Yeah, exactly. if those shows. I thought I'm you a, meant, I'm like, the live action
2: movie. That's, like, I'm just like, that's literally not anime. Because it's people. <laughs> now, this is anime. Like, Get out. A creepy CGI. Just strike two blue person. <laughs> like, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is based on the anime.
1: Did yes. you see a movie this year, then?
2: I feel yeah. like I definitely did, but, like, I, it would have been back in, like, February.
1: Well, you clearly didn't come prepared to this podcast. And so was Sonic, I think. I'm just kidding. Sorry. This, this
2: kind of came <laughs> up at the last minute. Cut, cut me some slack. Uh, <laughs> do you have a favorite trying-
1: movie of all time?
2: So... I love Marvel movies a lot, but not for the reason you think. I'm not basic. I promise. Although I am basic, being, so Although that's being basic is fine. Um, <laughs> but, so, me and my dad go out and see every Marvel movie when it comes out in theaters together. Because that's just kind of like what we've done as like our little bonding thing. Yeah. You know how you're supposed to bond with your parents? Like, that's what me and my dad do.
0: Right. <laughs> that's you're all you get as a middle child.
2: So... Um, so, me and my dad both, like, we've been going to see, like, all of the Marvel movies since, like, I- the first Iron Man movie in, like, 2008. Yeah. So, that's kind of, like, what we do to, like, hang out and stuff. Um. So, yeah. So, I'm very into Marvel movies because, like, some of them are genuinely, like, good movies. Some of them are not that good.
1: Oh, I like, mean, I but, was I was, like, really into them right at first. Yeah. And then they got really boring and really boring. And then all of a sudden I watched Infinity Wars. Endgame kind of
2: disappointed me. I didn't love Endgame. Infinity War is definitely better. I loved Endgame. Come on.
1: Also, um, shout out to Chadwick Boseman. <clears throat> um, Wakanda Forever. Uh, he, I guess this fits in entertainment. He died, um, was it this weekend?
2: Yeah. He died this, this weekend, weekend.
1: Um, from colon cancer at the age of 43. And um, dear Marvel, Marvel, please don't recast him. <laughs> like, right, figure out something.
2: Make sure you're the king of Wakanda.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, that's what
2: you do. <laughs> he was
1: so good in that role, and Black Panther was like a legendary movie for so many reasons, mm-hmm. and it was good. Like
2: it was gen. That was one of my favorite Marvel movies because me and my mm-hmm. dad did go see that one, and that was one of my favorites by far. So like, none of us knew what was going on with Chad Chadwick Boseman. Like he- like everybody around him, and he was he didn't say a word about it. So I was just surprised when like I saw that, yeah. and like I was just like, oh my god! <laughs> and, like I actually like loved all of the stuff that I saw him in so like I was pretty upset about that one.
1: Yeah, that one um uh that one sucked. I mean, it was just, it's still fresh. Um mm-hmm. and it just it fucks up the MCU because Black Panther was going to be a big part of it going forward and now they're going to have to like figure out a way to um reincorporate like Black Panther and mm-hmm. what kind of like thankfully they built into the storyline that somebody takes after uh, over after. And the way that Marvel has been working since like Disney bought them, I kind of trust them. Like, yeah, they, casting they, they, they casting they Tom Holland as Peter Parker that was, a was good, that fucking was a solid genius. Yep. I don't really have any complaints for any of their casting moves. Yeah, the, my, my closest one might be Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, but <laughs> yeah,
2: that's kind of a weird one. But you but know, it kind of
1: it kind of works because yeah. Doctor Strange is weird, and Benedict Cumberbatch you just reminds me of Sherlock.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's true.
1: What do you think's next for uh, all that? Are you into comics?
2: A little, not like a lot cuz again, I am my personality is based off of that of like a 50-year-old man. But <laughs>
1: want to uh, talk about crossword puzzles?
2: Oh my god. <laughs> 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 Got to use those jumble letter crossword puzzles so I can see them all. I have to get glasses.
0: I I'm have getting contacts.
2: I've never had to use glasses or contacts in my life, and then, like, last week, they're just like, guess what? Your vision's terrible. Oh, yeah? So I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> are you getting
1: glasses or are you going to get contacts?
2: I'm getting glasses because I don't need them, like, all the time, but, like, my farsight is just not very good. So that's really more the reason why.
1: So can you read, like, where it says over there on the left of my NFL little thing, can you, where it says first, second, and third place?
2: It's blurry, but... Yes.
1: Are you sure? If I
2: stared at it long enough, I could Are you sure? If, if I didn't
1: tell you what it said, would you be able to read it?
2: I would have had to, like, squint and, like, concentrate yeah, for gotta, a second. Yeah, you, gotta, you like, gotta get
1: glasses, bro.
2: Yeah.
1: If you can't see that, You need. it's gonna be eye-opening. Or you can just get contacts, which...
2: Contacts just seems like a hassle to me. Like, both my sisters have them, and, like, you know, I'm the only one that cleans our bathroom, so I got, always gotta, like, pick up all these damn contacts that are, like, all over the sink and on the floor and stuff, so, like... Oh, my know.
1: God. Once you get contacts and you clean your bathroom, it's going to be so disgusting to you. You're never going to do it again.
2: Because I mean, you're going mean, to get to see all anyways. the microbes. I have to, like, yeah. I have, <laughs> yeah. Like, I... So, I'm just going to stick with glasses. I think I'm better off not knowing. <laughs> that's that's false. I remember when
1: I first got contacts so for the first time in uh, seventh grade. I was at a Walmart, uh, like, the eyeglass center at a Walmart, and... I put them in, and it took me so long to put them in, and I was like crying. I was like, I can't do it, but I eventually did it, and it walked out, and I'm like, oh my god, there's like aisle markers with what's in each aisle. This is fucking crazy. I could just see so much better, and I was like, I can't believe I, I can't believe it took me this long. Mm-hmm. So, uh, highly recommend you um uh, getting contacts if you, or if you look good in glasses, you know, like some people are yeah. uh, don't like how they look in glasses. You can always get contacts. Get both.
2: Yeah. So.
1: you know money's not real
2: it was funny because the last guy that I dated um so he wore glasses but his vision is terrible and I didn't figure out until we were dating exactly how bad his vision was because like I'd always seen him in contacts so I watch him put on his glasses and I shit you not, this dude looks like Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys because they just magnify the shit out of his eyes, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's over, get out of here. Just like I have to go home. I'm kidding, that's not how it ended.
1: Uh, well, you should have left it up to mystery, but whatever, it's your first podcast. You'll you'll get it eventually. Um, uh, um. So, um, back to entertainment. Um, do you watch the show called The 100?
2: I'm familiar with it. I, myself, did not watch it, but I know what, like, one of my roommates in college used to watch it, like, all the time. So, I, like, know what it's about.
1: Got you. Well, it's on its final season. It's a show that I've been mm-hmm. watching since it came out, and it's a show that I don't really ever recommend to people, but I just want to give it a quick shout-out that I've somehow kept my entertain entertainment or attention to this show for what, seven years now? And I'm really sad to see it go. It's like one of my guilty pleasures. Shout yeah, out to maybe, the
2: maybe I'll binge watch it.
1: Um you can. That's what I'll say. You I'm not saying you should. It's not necessary viewing I don't uh, think. But um uh I like it. It's fan right. it's it's sci fi fantasy. That's all the shit I fuck with. Obviously I got my game of thrones stuff. Yeah, there's Remember. a giant,
2: like, broadsword on this wall. That's ice. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: in a, I'm in a fantasy football league. It's a dynasty league. I don't know if you know what that means, but it means you keep out all the players every year. Like, you, don't, you only draft rookies. Okay. And every year, instead of having a buy-in, whoever wins, just everyone splits to pay for a sword for them. That's kind of cool. So I won ice, the biggest sword in Game of Thrones, I might add.
2: That's kind of sick.
1: Right? I did respect you, did, it. Did you fuck with Game of Thrones?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched it all. Yeah. One um, of the few pop culture things I actually followed. Yes.
1: Which, which house are you?
2: Um, I feel like Stark.
1: Hey, Ice. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, Baratheon Mm. because I have three younger brothers. You know, yeah. I like to consider myself the king. Okay.
2: <laughs> All right. Very I conceited. Mean, yeah, it's a, that's an oldest sibling thing. I'm a middle child, so like, you know. That's, a, that's definitely an oldest sibling attitude. Oh, for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't put me in power with anything. Anyone that mm-hmm. knows me knows that.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Noted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, so the creators of Game of Thrones, uh, D.B. Weiss and binioff I think that's how you pronounce his name. I don't know his first name. They... <laughs> had originally they ruined the last season of game of thrones because they got hired onto a star wars thing yeah and then because of how bad the last season of game of thrones was and the amount of money they wasted from hbo when they didn't have any source material from george r, r. martin anymore um they got fired off that and then they but they just got another um uh deal with netflix where they're going to be adapting this really popular sci-fi series called the three Bro- the Three Body Problem, but it's like a Chinese author, like it's big in the uh, Chinese culture. But uh, a lot of people are freaking out about it because of how bad they did with uh, Game of Thrones. And this is a beloved uh, book series, but they did such a good job with Game of Thrones when they had source material, and this one's already written. Like they're not right. Counting so they on... don't have
2: to like figure out an ending.
1: Yeah, like George okay. R. R. Martin still has two more books to go.
2: Uh, he's, never, he's never going to finish those books guys sorry I, uh, I truly don't believe he will
1: I've spent every day since I finished um, um, uh, Dance with Dragons in 2013 Google searching when does the winds of winter come out or winds of winter news and <laughs> it's been very depressing and it's yeah. been quarantined so come on finish your book George um,
2: he has no excuse now but yeah have you
1: have you heard of the three body problem
2: Yes, actually. I've heard a little bit about it, but not a lot.
1: Okay, what do you know?
2: I mean, essentially what you just said. <laughs> that's not, like, what I've heard about it, but, like, that's, I mean, that's not verbatim <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Where, what I just learned about it, but, like, that's, like, pretty much all I know.
1: I don't know much about it, just from what I've read today, uh, because it was very interesting, because I'm into sci-fi, but it mm-hmm. sounds like it's a, a series about humankind's first contact with Aliens, and it spans, like, decades um, through the book, so it sounds really complex, really scientific, because a three-body problem, I think, involves, like, multiple celestial um, uh, bodies or, like, stars or shit, and, like, Mm -hmm. moving in three directions at once and what kind of chaos it can cause. That sounds... Batshit crazy what I'm saying, but that's what I think I read.
2: I mean, I do watch anime, so I follow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm kind of excited. It's gonna be a while till it comes out, but yeah, um, I'm ready for a new like. I want, I want to know what the next big series is gonna be. You know, like mm-hmm. like game the next Game of Thrones or before that, like you know it was like The Walking Dead. Yeah, that's before true. Before that, it was Lost, which Lost was like.
2: That's very true. The
1: beginning of me. Four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Everyone. I don't know if you know anything that what that means. I do not,
2: but go off.
1: (laughs) But yeah, uh, I'm excited for what comes next. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything like? Is there anything that you've watched, like maybe from like uh, the start? Something low key that you think is going to be the next like big show? Give me some guesses.
2: Um. Let's see.
1: Like you know, it doesn't have to be sci-fi or fantasy. Like we had, we had Breaking Bad. That was a big phenomenon.
2: I don't know. HBO is going pretty strong with their stuff. I
1: know you said you just watched the first season of Westworld. I
2: did. Um, I know that's kind of like dated a little bit, but it's so good. Um, I don't know. Probably like you know, if HBO commits to something with like several seasons again, because usually they just do like one season and then they're done with whatever show it is. Did you watch Watchmen? I've watched like bits and pieces of it because my dad watches it, so like I've so, like seen bits and pieces of it, and that's actually what I'm gonna watch after I watch Westworld because I got like three more seasons of oh my Westworld God. to work. No, through. no, no!
1: I've watched all of both of them. Stop watching Westworld. Really? Watch the second season. Don't watch the third. But Watchmen okay. is Watchmen's probably my favorite single series or single season series I've ever seen. Okay. Um, and it's so you, and you should actually just stop watching what you're watching now and watch <laughs> it because it's so relevant to the times right now. It's crazy what because uh, it's by Damon Lindelof.
2: Oh my gosh, what was it? Um, Southgate something, Southgate City or something? Because like I know Watchmen is kind of like built off of like it was like the Tulsa massacre, right?
1: That's how it starts. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So which is that's how
1: I I learned I got I had a viral viral uh, viral tweet on twitter for when i was protesting what i wrote on my sign which was why the fuck did i learn about the tulsa massacre from fucking Watchmen?" like yeah like i'd never heard of that before
2: (laughs) yeah exactly um but it's like south it's like southgate city or something that's like it takes place in like a black community in the 50s um but it's also like Got a lot of sci-fi stuff going on oh, in there and everything oh, oh, too.
1: Lovecraft Country?
2: Lovecraft Country. Oh my Southgate gosh. Why did I City. say Southgate what is that? City?
1: It's <laughs> the white trash version of that. <laughs> Probably.
2: <laughs> Love, what is it? Sorry, Love...
1: Southgate, I don't know much about you, but okay. you're downriver, so it sounds like white <laughs> trash to me.
2: <laughs> okay, Lovecraft Country. Yes. That's what I, have, I, I meant have... to say. <laughs> you eventually figured it out. That's the important thing here.
1: <laughs> what well, just came out? I have not got to really watch it yet.
2: I know, but like it looks really Southgate cool, and I want to watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to watch it too. Um, okay, it, it's like a a black a black mirror type yeah thing, but with fantasy and with like uh, black main characters. I guess I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, there is I I it, I've heard really good things from it, and I'm very excited yeah. to watch it
2: yeah so that definitely looks like something that I want to watch so I'm with you on that right
1: but I think it's also anthology
2: mm-hmm.
1: so like that's I don't think anything like that's anthology right. it's gonna like it like the the biggest it can go is either Black Mirror or um like American Horror Story vibe. that's true you know like okay. it, it's not gonna be all encompassing like right you know you have to be there's on not the gonna continuum. be like a
2: multiple season arc or whatever right so okay makes sense cool cool
1: yeah so you need another guess and you failed
2: I need another what?
1: Another guess on what's going to be the next big thing.
2: Oh crap! Um. Oh. Uh, Unless the world I, just ends. I Who like knows? genuinely like don't even know. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Are you into any like um uh, reality kind of TV show shit?
2: I mean, not really. Um, I just watched like Indian matchmaking on Netflix, which was actually kind of cool. What um, is that? It's basically a reality show that just, like, follows, like, this matchmaker who's trying to, like... It's, like... It's, like, a cultural thing in India to, like, arrange marriages are very prevalent in their culture. Right. Um... So, when people think arranged marriage, it's really interesting because they think that, like, you know, someone's giving up their rights or, like, you're doing it because of the family. But, like, it's very ingrained in Indian culture. I did live there just for Mm -hmm. reference for a bit. Um... So it's very ingrained in Indian culture to, like, like duty to the family is very, very important and, like, taking care of your family and, like, all of that. So with the person that you choose to marry, it's a very involved process of the parents of both the potential bride and the groom. Um, so what the show does is it, there's a few different situations. There's people, and all of them are either from India or Indian American or... You know, something else.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so it's really interesting because a lot of these people, it's not like... It's not necessarily their family is, like, pushing them to get married. They're just, like, at a point in their life where they're just like, yeah, I want a partner. And, you know, I mean, having like, a, a uh, matchmaker seems like, you know, the most efficient. It's like they do Tinder like, for them. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like Tinder, but, like, you know, there's an like actual your mom human it. being... <laughs> <laughs> right. But, like, you know, the matchmaker, she sits down with everyone. She's just like, what do you want in a partner? Like, what things are very important to you and what mm. things are, like, things that you can kind of be a little more flexible on. And, like, she tries her best to, like, match people. And, like, some of them work and some of them don't. Um, but it's just really interesting because, like, this is a very common, like, cultural practice. And it's, like, a huge industry in India especially. Yeah. So, like, it was just really interesting to, like, learn about it so right
1: yeah, yeah no it sounds it sounds um uh, uh pretty cool actually mm-hmm. Like. yeah less so. less pressure of the uh self to like have to find your own dates you know
2: right exactly you're like
1: forced it or, or, or you're not like forced into like right. anything. Like, it's just you have to have, like there has to be a connection
2: yeah I mean in some situations it does seem a little bit forceful because like you know the parents are just like very much more traditional and they're just mm. like you know you've hit a certain age it's time you need to find a wife and like they're like wealthier families that are just like you have to marry someone from a good family and like oh, the yeah. more strict parameters but it kind of showed like both ends of that spectrum okay. which I thought was really interesting yeah so, I yeah. have
1: not watched it all, all I know about um uh, uh, Indian matchmaking is what I've learned from the show New Girl which is Certainly, probably not, not accurate. Not accurate.
2: Yeah, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, um, that's dope. I don't really watch any like reality TV. Mm-hmm. I used to back in the day, but I don't know. There's too much. There's too much good fiction going on.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Do you um uh? So in, in other entertainment, uh, not news, but like segments. Um, uh, what kind of music do you like?
2: So I listen like kind of the thing that i've kind of that i've like stuck with for most of my life has been like classic rock because again i'm like a 50 year old man
1: so like what favorite classic rock person i have?
2: usually like things from like the late 60s early 70s so like the beatles led zeppelin the doors Jimi hendrix janice mm-hmm. joplin like that kind of era is what i'm so most like literally to. google
1: search classic rock bands and the first okay, five but that come like, up
2: you know you have like those people like Floyd from too. like Pink Floyd was more, like, mid-'70s, and then, like, that's more oh, when, like, okay. ACDC starts coming up. And, like, the 80s, you've got, like, Guns N' Roses and, like...
0: Aerosmith.
2: Um, Aerosmith. And, like, Aerosmith was kind of back in the 70s, too, but they were more, like, later 70s. So, like, there's different, like, eras with classic rock, and, like, it's kind of interesting because you can see, like, the evolution
0: yeah. of
2: it a bit. Um, but, you know, my, like, summer... Like, the summer of love, like, hippie vietnam era stuff is what i'm most drawn to with classic rock i feel like so
1: what's your favorite beatles song all right um, well wait would you say the beatles are your favorite classic rock band
2: it's a tie between the beatles and led zeppelin for very different reasons
1: well let's hear both of your favorite songs <laughs> by them
2: so the beatles um and
1: which Beatles are you and which led zeppelin person are you
2: the beatles my favorite is george harrison because he's the most underrated like
1: I mean, Ringo Starr is the most underrated, but...
2: No, George is the most underrated, I feel like. You know, everybody shits on Ringo, but, like...
1: No one shits on George Harrison, though.
2: Okay, but, like, he's always, like, an afterthought, you know? Because, like, you got, like, John and Paul, and then it's like, oh, and then we're going to shit on Ringo, and then it's just like, oh, George is there, too, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, they shit on Ringo when he was kind of revolutionary.
2: Yeah, that's kind of true. Okay, I love all of them, but, like, George is my favorite. We're going to fucking fight over
1: this. (laughs) Paul is the best. We all know that.
2: I mean, yes. All like all but of I'm them also are very, have... all of them are very different and have very different styles, and like you can tell who wrote which song and yeah. everything. Every song you know? that sucked,
1: Ringo wrote. <laughs> <laughs> every song that was boring as hell, fucking George wrote. Every song that really made you <laughs> don't, think, no, don't shit John on John wrote. Like and every that. song, every song that was fucking good and baller as fuck, Paul wrote.
2: Oh my god. Okay.
1: All right. Well, what's your favorite Beatles Anyways. song then? Come on. It better be something George wrote. And if you say while my guitar gently weeps I don't believe you Because that's that's the only one everyone knows that he wrote So I'm going to pull up my Google right now And I'm going to ask it What song did this person wrote I
2: think my favorite Beatles song by George I have like different favorites by each Beatle I think my favorite Beatles song by George Was probably um, Taxman And that's on the Revolver album so okay. you can right, you look, your, you can you know fact check me if no, you no, want. No, no, never mind. I don't know this well. Motherfucker. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Taxman's your favorite song?
2: Yeah, it's got like a good bop to it. Like it's a good song. It's a bop.
1: Interesting.
2: Listen to it. Have you listened to it recently?
1: No, but so, like, it's a good. song. I have song. listened to it. It's obviously. a bop. I've listened to all of it. I'm the into it.
2: So, um, my favorite Beatles album as a whole is definitely Sgt. Pepper. Okay. Um, but I kind of love the white album too, purely because it's kind of like that post Sgt. Pepper clout where like they're just like, Let's take all this random shit and put it on an album and put it out there, and all these motherfuckers are just gonna eat it because we can't die. <laughs> because like they were just like nothing could stop them after Sgt. Pepper, and they're just like eat this motherfuckers, like weird shit like Rocky Raccoon and Rocky like. Raccoon. Although that's actually kind of a solid song. I mean, like you know, like the weird like pig songer. You know, I don't know, like they the were weird.
1: just Um some about, about the little
2: piggies and shit. Yeah. I don't know. Like, they were all they were all high as fuck. So, like, it didn't matter.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, honestly, I'm struggling to think of what my favorite Beatles song was. It's been so long since I fucked with them, but I was, like, really yeah. into them when I was, uh, like, coming into my music uh, genre, like, from, like, um, uh, 18 to, like, like, 21. I was really mm. into them. But, and, you know, they haven't made new music, so, like, yeah. can't keep listening to them.
2: So yeah love the Beatles, um led zeppelin jimmy's my favorite i actually do have you know how they all have like little rune symbols yeah i have the jimmy page symbol got tattooed on my, i got it tattooed on my ribcage nice yeah so because um they're just great um
1: i was a john bonham guy
2: john bonham's pretty rad I and mean, he just like
1: Seem like the most badass. Yeah, no, John he was Paul cool. Jones, most underrated, obviously. Exactly. Robert, Robert Plant, Plant. It's like
2: Robert Plant can kind of like he's good, but he can go fuck himself. He's a dick. Like <laughs> 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 he's good, but like just because you're good doesn't give you license to be an asshole. Like <laughs> right. fear number three. Power. The president grabbed me.
1: Welcome everybody to the. Polit- political segment of this podcast. Let me just crack
2: the beer real quick.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> Here She's we got go. one, guys. <laughs> she did one correctly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did it this time.
1: Um, uh, Hannah, where do you lean on the political wavelength?
2: I would say much further left, but I would say like moderately left, but also like, you know. I'm definitely down for a little socialism, but like, so I would say that's pretty left. But I feel like that's not extreme, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, so what do you like? What parts of socialism do you um uh, are you into? And what oh, parts like are you against? like universal
2: healthcare and like you know, f- like free state tuition and stuff. Like, I don't understand why we don't already do that. Like, you know, in most parts of the world, that's not even like something that's debatable anymore like most of the developed world is just doing that so like it's crazy to me that people are just so resistant to that but am i like a full-on am i ready for a full-on communist dictatorship no but like you know like a socialist a more socialist society would definitely benefit us more than anything else yeah so
1: i've been turning into more of an anarchist as of late Um, because I don't really trust anything that has to do with the government anymore Uh, because of how I've I've seen it going on.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I really, preferably, I would like anarchy for the um, uh, normal people in the world and then for the super rich billionaires, like straight up guillotines. Yeah, no, (laughs) the French Revolution
2: was onto something there. So
1: (laughs) yeah, we're coming back, baby. Wealth inequality is even worse than that.
2: We're coming for you, homie.
1: (laughs) That's right, baby. Actually, somebody did build a guillotine outside of uh, his like one of his houses.
2: Yeah, I saw that's beautiful. (laughs) I love it.
1: Um. uh, So President Trump has recently been on uh, a couple interviews talking about people in dark outfits boarding planes, and um. denying that he had a stroke back in whatever it was when he was rushed to the hospital and Mike Pence was told to be ready to take over command. Um,
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know,
1: um, uh, so, uh, you familiar with the QAnon uh, conspiracy theory?
2: I am, yes. How do you feel about that? So, I mean, you know... <laughs> it's just its just a twisted situation, and I don't understand how it's gotten as twisted as it has, because, like, human trafficking, especially of children, is very much a thing, mm. and there are definitely people in power that are involved in it, but, like, just the whole QAnon thing just seems... Weird to
1: me. Yeah. I mean, human trafficking is a thing. It's probably not, have, it doesn't have anything to do with Tom Hanks. Exactly. <laughs> and it probably has the majority to do with people from countries that are downtrodden and can't, um, uh, or, or war torn states rather than. Right. Um, well,
2: I mean, here's the thing about human trafficking, though. Like, it's very much prevalent in the United States as well. Um, like, I mean I wouldn't consider myself like a professional on like you know, the like what's going on in like if you were human a professional human stuff.
1: human trafficker, that would yeah, not be something you would so, want to reveal on this podcast. I know, exactly.
2: Um, <laughs> but like it's so it's very prevalent in the United States, especially when there are big like, you know, events, whether it's like the Super Bowl, Olympics, like You know award shows like the academies and all of that like it's happening and there's people usually children that are being exploited from this um and it's actually i did travel when i was in college to atlanta and i did do like some you know you know in college when you do like alternative breaks sometimes
1: i never went to college like alternative breaks uh... Thanks for um, uh, shitting on me.
2: (laughs) So in college, there's this thing called... I'll I'll elaborate that. I'm sorry. So in college, there's this thing called alternative breaks. So you know how you've got, like, spring break and, like, there's, like, a winter break and everything? Mm. Um, On those breaks, there's the option sometimes through this organization to do, like, community service projects. And you can do them in different places, like, both in and out of state. So, I ended up doing one my sophomore year of college where I went to Atlanta, Georgia. I got spammed down there. Yeah. So, this alternative break that I was doing was focused on, like, you know, um, human trafficking. Yeah. Um, So, I, like, was in kind of, like, the inner city of Livonia, like, working um at food banks and stuff and doing a lot because like a lot of human trafficking it's not on the scale that you think where it's people being transported from like one country to another it's sometimes just poorer people being exploited um so that they can make enough money to get food for themselves or their families or whatever it is that they need and sometimes they can turn into these huge rings And one of the places that I worked was actually this shelter for survivors of human trafficking. And a lot of them were girls between the ages of, like, 10 and 16. So I met these girls. Um, And this is something that's happening a lot all over the U.S. So you have Atlanta is kind of the biggest center in the U.S. for human trafficking. Because you have this big international airport, but you also have a very large, marginalized, lower-income community where people are a little more desperate, and you know, typically, like girls especially that are younger are more easily exploited. Um, so Atlanta is top in the United States for human trafficking. Actually, Detroit is number two, and there's a very big human trafficking presence in Grand Rapids as well. Because it's very easy to transport people en masse to, from Detroit to Grand Rapids, because you know, on I 96, all of those way stations where all the semis are supposed to stop and like get checked by the police, you know how most of them are closed? Yep. It's very, very easy to transport masses of people across I 96 from Detroit to Grand Rapids for human trafficking.
1: Okay. And you're saying, are you saying the, like, the more, it sounds like you're saying, um, uh, I, I mean I don't want to say um, uh, willing but like uh, the majority of these people are like kind of there on their own um, uh, choosing not not I'm not saying on right. their own choosing no, but I like mean, out of like, desperate situations right they're like is it is, I guess my question is are most of you are these people kidnapped or are they there and don't really know what they're getting into
2: they're there and they don't know what they're getting into they're manipulated they're coerced. And they usually think it's going to be a more innocent type of situation. And then the situation more quickly escalates into, you know, something where they're being transported from one place to another to have sex with whoever the person that is, you know, manipulating them says that they have to have sex with. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know how familiar you are with, like, the testimonies of the victims of, like, Jeffrey Epstein and all of that, but a lot of these girls kind of came from a similar situation because Jeffrey Epstein started with, you know, he was just getting, like, massages from girls that were, like, 14 to 16 years old, like, high school girls. And then he would... And then, like, they would just think, oh, this guy's just paying me to, like, give him a massage. Like, that's kind of creepy, but it seems harmless. And then once they would be in that situation then he would get naked and start asking them to like you know perform sexual favors on him and everything and all of that um and you know Gillian Maxwell who's like pretty much on trial for being associated with Jeffrey Epstein and like she was kind of like one of the ringleaders of his inner circle cause they the two of them were dating yeah so they were like trafficking all of these young girls and everything like with all of their rich people friends um So it was more like that, where it seemed like it would be something innocent and then it would escalate. And then, you know, when you're in that situation, sometimes you just freeze up. You don't know what to do. So you either go through with it and hope that it's over as quickly as possible. Or, you know, you say no and then risk being at the mercy of this person who's more powerful than you are.
1: Right. And you probably have the risk of death, too, because you know what they're doing.
2: Exactly. So, you know, it's not... As simple as people are just like, oh, I know I'm being transported across Michigan to go, you like, have sex with other people. But, like, it's more like it was something that gradually grew over time. And, like, there, these people are being, these girls and these other young people, it's mostly younger people that are, like, just kind of being manipulated
1: mm-hmm. into
2: this situation that, you know, escalates so quickly and then they can't get out of it. So...
1: So um, uh, like do you have any ideas on how to like end this kind of human behavior or like uh, make sex trafficking get rid of sex trafficking?
2: You can never fully get rid of sex trafficking because you know, it's something that's been a part of the human lifestyle for our entire existence because um, you know how they say that prostitution is the oldest profession you know prostitution is sex trafficking but i think what can be done is more regulation of it so you know how it's like you know legalizing sex work and everything i think if there's regulations in place and there's protections and sex workers can have avenues where they could get help and everything whether it's for their sexual health or health or if they're being like Abused. Abused in any sort of way, like there should be avenues in place for them to get help, but like that's not a thing that exists in our world at this time. So if we created those resources for sex workers and like kind of made it the standard and basically
1: legalized sex work. Right, exactly. Like for adults, obviously.
2: Ex- exactly. So that I think would do a lot of good mm-hmm. in society and it would protect young girls and boys and other people from being exploited the way that um, children are being trafficked for sex right so
1: yeah I mean I agree I've always been someone who's pro um, sex work legalization mm-hmm. you know um, obviously like yeah there has to be some sort of regu- regulation at least yeah. or I don't I don't want to say regulation but like um, uh, like some sort of avenues for help. Right. Um for different si- types of si- situations like rather than like oh something's going wrong I'll call the cops like that's
2: Right. Cuz like work. if if you're a prostitute and you call the cops, cops aren't going to do anything for right. you. Right. So that's just
1: There needs to be some other things. Right. And also like if like sex work is legal, I think I don't know. It's it's getting on a weird territory, but I think like people that would be prone to not that I want to be sympathetic to people that would be prone to um uh like uh child molestation and whatnot but like they would have a different avenue to have their outlet you know to get off is what i'm saying um uh legally
2: yeah without... so you mean like they're not like literally having sex with a child but like yeah, but they are
1: they kind of like i mean i don't know it's weird if like uh it's
2: it's not you know some people are kinky and like to like act like children when they're having sex right you know i i follow i follow
1: yeah, I don't know. The whole thing is fucked up and <laughs> and crazy. But the QAnon stuff takes it to, like, this whole different level that yeah. is, like, really taking away from what you had worked on and what, like, a lot of people right. are working and, on. and,
2: you know, that's what pisses me off about it because, like, you know, a lot of people don't know this information. I'm one of the... Lo- like, yeah, I didn't. I'm know one until of you the exactly. I'm one of the exceptions that like actually knows this information, but like a lot of people have minimal knowledge mm. of these types of things. So it's really easy to kind of like, especially if this information is coming from sources that they trust, to just kind of like go with it and accept that as right. what the situation actually is when it's not. So
1: yeah, um, so we have to fight against conspiracy theories and make access to the information you know more prevalent to the rest Mm -hmm. of society yes which how do we do that
2: well i mean
1: other than podcasts no that
2: gets into risky territory because you know i want to say that fact checking is a good way of going about it but you know it's like how much then that gets into like how much does fact checking like kind of overtake freedom of speech? You know, so like if you know, since you're pretty much on the left side, like you know, Fox News is kind of bullshit, right? Um, so, but you can't just tell Fox News that they can't say what they're saying.
1: Yeah, um, you they can, you be, can say that they can't be called news.
2: Well, yeah, absolutely, but like you can't. Like, that gets into a whole other thing of, like, monitoring things and everything. Like, it's it would be hard to do, but, like, it's definitely something that... I think there's just a lack of critical thinking in, that a lot of people don't want to, like, think critically. But I also get it because it takes a lot of effort mm. to think critically about everything you see, hear, or read. Right. So, like, it's just...
1: I mean, yeah, I get most of my information from this podcast I listen to that I trust. <laughs> yeah and uh they cite their sources and they use reputable sources but yeah um i it's not like i'm out there checking all their sources every time i listen to it no
2: citing your sources is very important it definitely gives you a lot more credibility so you know that's a good start but at a certain point like you know how do you keep people from like how do you keep people from taking fox news seriously
1: um I don't think you really can exactly that's what um, I'm saying like it's I think like you have to talk to your neighbors and yeah. like build a co- I, th- I really feel like we need to like rebuild like a uh, the community aspect of things right and um uh just really work on like i I feel like I'm done arguing people about shit like what I think is white supremacy and what isn't and what is racist and what's not like I know what is and i know a lot of people don't understand like the the deep roots of right white supremacy in our society especially in american society um so i feel like the best option might just be to run for office because what's the point of fighting with people who aren't going to change their mind
2: right
1: when you when no one is really going out there like do you know anyone that's in office personally yeah no me neither. And I mean, that's I've, a problem because yeah. I know a lot of people that I value a lot and think are super smart. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't. I'm not telling, saying that I'm super smart, but mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I know how to reason. I know how to listen. And, and you're
2: definitely more in touch with what is going on in your community than like Donald Trump, right? So and
1: you know, and I, and I know, and what's going on in my community, like the people that are that I'm about to vote for for like city council and stuff in uh, November. I don't know who they, those people are. I don't know what I'm gonna vote for them based on, and it's just about being on the ballot, right? In that case, because like I'm right. picking five out of six names. There's only one person I don't know or right. that I that I don't pick. Like it's like I don't really know what I'm doing,
2: right? Well, but at the same time as well, like a lot of the time, running for office involves campaigning, and then campaigning, like that's a dirty business. But does it have to time? be? It doesn't have to be, but it is. It's
1: not going to change unless people
2: like us. Yeah, do I under- that. I understand that, but like, what I'm saying is, like, you know, you're not gonna get people to know who you are and what your values are, and like that your name is even on the ballot unless you campaigned. Like, right. campaigning is very necessary, but it's also one of those things that's just been like twisted into this whole complicated monster of whatever yeah. world we're living in. Because, so. like, a lot
1: of it counts on uh, big money donors exactly. paying for your shit. Yeah. So, like Bernie Sanders has always said, the biggest thing is to get rid of Citizens United, where oh, yeah. businesses cannot pay on their own. Like, honestly, we it. should have we should have publicly funded elections. Just, like, they're just put into our taxes. Yeah. And, you know, like, I know no one likes to hear the word more taxes, but, like, you could also take away all the money from the cops. I would, and- I would
2: literally... <laughs> Like, if I had to pay more taxes but know that, like, if I go to the hospital, I'm not going to be in debt for the rest of my life, like, I'd be fine with that. Or mm. if my neighbor all of a sudden had a heart attack and, like, had to go to the hospital and it was on my tax dollars or, like, one of my friends or, like, even some random person that I didn't know. Like, I would feel better about that than what my tax dollars are currently paying for. Right. So.
1: Yeah. Um. I'm pro to fund the police. <laughs> Pretty much pro abolish the police, um, uh, but I'm I know I'm a little extreme in that, and that, and that leans more on anarchy. Um, but
2: I mean, you, God, ha- you have to have you, that- you have to say abolish the police, but then like you know everybody wants you to have like a response that's then like well then what do we do with it if we don't have police for crime and everything and I'm just like well crime like I understand crime would go down if we had different avenues for like social workers and stuff mm-hmm. but like you have to explain that every time you say abolish the police and that gets tedious
1: yeah uh, so, and I'm, I'm that's why I said like I'm done trying to educate people exactly no like, I understand nah, no. what you mean with that I'm just gonna run for office and uh, say like hey uh, what are your big community things, and I'm gonna try to fix them, and mm-hmm. then I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want because I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> if you're listening to this, this is all alleged. I I don't mean any of this. This is just a comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I don't know. Like, I just truly feel like I'm. Uh, I i do not know. My the like the cops. Are, there hasn't been anything really bad with the cops in my city, like yeah. where I live. But I live in a very tiny city and uh you know it's gonna be rare for something weird to happen and there could have been s- stuff that has happened that i just don't know about but and i don't know like <laughs> i don't need to get i don't need i've had the cops called me a couple times for having parties and i don't need them to come strapped here to tell me to turn the music down like that's a little bit right. of a waste of funds exactly
2: you know? but if you were black right that would be a lot
1: more scary.
2: Then they would come strapped to tell you to turn well, they down. Well, did, they
1: did come strapped for me, too. They didn't know uh, that they were pointing guns at us, but they, uh, they had guns. Obviously, they Well, yeah,
2: but, you know, like...
1: I didn't have to be worried, you know? I could have right. been an asshole. My friends, cons- some of my friends were an asshole because yeah. of uh, white privilege. But. Right.
2: Like, you could be an asshole to the cops and not be afraid for your life
1: right. as a consequence. As everyone so. should. Yes. Everyone should not be afraid of their lives. If they're an asshole to a cop. Because exactly. being an asshole to a cop should not be a death sentence. Exactly. <laughs> it's, which is crazy.
2: Yes. Uh, what else I do you feel
1: sh- uh, strong about?
2: Um, hmm, Clearly you things. don't care about uh,
1: climate change because you still eat meat.
2: Are you going to shame me? That's what I do. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Listen. <sighs> you know. I feel like I kind of have a little bit of consumer's guilt because sometimes I do eat fast food, but also, like, I feel like it would be better for the environment to go locally than vegan, necessarily. Like, you don't have... Like, it's not a bad thing to be a vegan, and, like, you definitely should, like, if that's the lifestyle that you want, like, absolutely Mm. go for it, but I feel like... You know, buying locally sourced products or like locally butchered meats would be better than like buying fast food all the time. You know.
1: Well, um, uh, what if you bought locally sourced vegetables and locally? Sourced I mean, you grains? could do that too.
2: I'm not saying you can't do both, then but you like,
1: could, like be super good.
2: Well, yes, but I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna argue with you about this. You know what I mean? But you're just.
1: Yeah, the, I, 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 like play, I I mean I'm I, I always I, I, I just realized that I come off as an asshole when I talk about this, and I do it purposefully and no, uh, I know. jokingly. Again, um, my
2: dad is a vegan, so like,
1: <laughs> so I'm good. I've had
2: this conversation many many times.
1: Is your dad a vegan because of the environment or because of
2: because of animal cruelty? He's like very he's an animal yeah. lover, and you know he. Ate meat for his entire life And then a couple years ago He was just like How old is he? He's 53
1: okay Mm Oh, impressive
2: Yeah So he just all of a sudden Was just like I'm gonna be vegan And he is committed to it And, you know Hell yeah
1: I mean, I'm not not even vegan I still eat cheese Yeah, so (laughs) like
2: I give him mad props for it But I feel like, you know Buying, like Steak from the farmer Down the street Is still better than like buying quinoa from, like, Brazil. Who the fuck is
1: your farmer down the street that's selling steak? It's
2: a hypothetical... (laughs) You know what I mean. It's hypothetical. But, like...
1: You think all quinoa comes from Brazil?
2: No, it does not. But, like, there are definitely (laughs) certain crops that are used a lot in vegan food that only come from certain parts of the world, certain parts of the year.
1: Like avocados?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like avocados. Everybody loves avocados. Mm -hmm. But... You know, it's probably not the most environmentally sustainable thing in the world to be eating all the time. Yeah, probably right? better than
1: cows, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyways, how are you feeling about he Joe changes Biden the subject these days. as I'm
2: giving him the death stare. Okay. Well, if you have more
1: you want to say, No, say it's it. fine. I just, I'll, re- I'll refute you, but... I just...
2: <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you on that. Joe no, Biden. So you're afraid. Whatever. Okay so I am not in love with Joe Biden I actually like
1: do you mean like you don't like his policies or you're not like physically in love with him
2: yes <laughs> <laughs> is that the right answer I don't know <laughs> yes to both um, so you know Joe Biden was a safe choice, but I don't think that he was the best choice. And the fact that like
1: oh, he was clearly the worst of all. Exactly.
2: Of so like,
1: except for his vice president choice, Kamala Harris. But how do you so, choose a cop, the biggest cop in California, to be your vice president when the nation is unrest over in unrest over cops?
2: Yeah. So.
1: But I'm voting for them, but
2: <laughs> he did it because he wanted a woman of color on his ticket.
1: Yeah, pick that's Stacey wh-
2: Abrams. And that's why he did it. Um, but I don't like Joe Biden and the fact that like, even though I feel like I myself am a little more moderately left than like radically left, I believe that at this point in time radical change is necessary. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden is not the person who is going to make that happen. I want Trump out of office as much as anyone else. And I understand that in order to make that happen, I have to vote for Biden. But I'm not going to be happy about it, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, Joe Biden is trying to put out a fire with fucking Windex. That's what Joe Biden is. So, you know, it's going to slow the burn, maybe, but... Um, uh, it's definitely not going to stop it, and it could make it worse.
2: Right. So, you know, but I wouldn't focus too much on Joe Biden himself. I think that the congressional elections are much more important, and I think that that needs to be really what people are focusing on because no matter who wins the presidential election, they can't do shit if Congress is not on their side. You know?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know. I wa- I just watched Donald Trump do, like, kind of whatever he
2: wants. Okay, but he that's also because he has the Senate on his side because of the majority in the Senate. Yeah. So if everybody votes for progressive candidates in the House and in the Senate and then also for their local elections and their state elections as well, that would be much more effective than, you know, focusing on just, like, the Trump-Biden bullshit because right. that's not what the most important thing is here because like they can only do so much you know like they like you to think that they can do a lot more than they actually can but the executive truly can't do as much as you think as it can so oh, those I'm, elections are far more important the congressional ones and the local ones and all yeah that. i so think
1: i i agree i agree entirely but i think that this is a different occasion because of the volatility of donald trump as president for another four more years yeah sounds insane people are already have already started dying from each side yeah on uh in the streets in our cities that have still that are still online resent or uh, unrest right which is not like people are protesting because uh police are killing black people that are unarmed unjustly and not getting be. charged with like, it.
2: I mean, the protesters, people definitely yeah. should be protesting. After,
1: I'm really glad as as you qual- that. qualified that.
2: Yes. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that that's how that came across. Because but,
1: but people are burning stuff Yeah. because the people that represent us aren't doing anything about it.
2: Right. But that's why you have to vote for those progressive candidates that are going to represent Right. You. So...
1: But, like, we have, yeah, we have to. And if it doesn't happen, like.
2: No, if Donald Trump gets reelected or, you know, fucking, like, throws the election again just so that, or, like, does something with Russia, I don't know. Like, I'm I sure, mean, there's I'm already, sure. Russia
1: has already been, uh, Facebook and uh, I think Twitter have already come out and said that Russia has, they've shut down a couple of Russian groups targeting progressive Democrats saying that Biden and Harris aren't going to go far enough. So please don't get swindled into that again. I was somebody that got swindled last time. I voted for Hillary but I didn't post anything for her and I am still haven't posted anything for Biden to be honest because I, I don't feel great yeah. about voting for Biden but I think this is a ploy from like, fucking Russia to keep right. Trump elected.
2: No, I don't like to endorse specific candidates like that on like anything.
1: I'm endorsing um, Joe Biden right now just so everyone knows. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things, like, you just, it is what it is. It sucks. I can't
1: do another Trump. I can't do it. Yeah,
2: no, I absolutely agree with that. Like,
1: I'm buying a gun.
2: Yeah. I I don't like guns personally, but I understand.
1: <laughs> I, I, I didn't used to. I Yeah. <laughs> until the cops started beating everybody, now I think it's imperative that we, on the left, have guns when the right does, too. Um, yeah. Strap up.
2: I mean... Yeah, I feel that, that makes
1: sense. <laughs> and I can't if you, argue if with that. If you disagree, you you're allowed to throw I, up an I, argument. I, no,
2: I just I personally do not like guns, but that doesn't mean that I am against people doing that. Got like, you. I'm not trying to endorse, you know, like go out and shoot people. But you know, oh
1: yeah, no, neither am I. <laughs>
2: but if you feel like you need a gun, like, then get a gun. Just, yeah i just I, yeah i don't
1: know i just feel like it's important because i don't know what's going to happen and it's unstable and everyone has guns yeah. anyway right now
2: nothing is real we're all gonna die peace out bye
1: <laughs> hannah tartan <Woo. laughs> um uh thank you for being on this podcast how do you feel
2: i feel pretty good
1: um is there any well this is the end of it is there anything you'd like to uh promote is, and, and anywhere online where we can find you and follow you
2: um, I'm really not on anything. So, yup Sorry. <laughs> this is this is all. This is Disappointment. it. Disappointment
1: <laughs> I'm, um, uh... <laughs> I'm not on Twitter.
2: I'm not on Twitter. Are
1: you on Instagram? You don't have I to mean, share. It's okay. No.
2: I mean, t- do I have one? Yes. Do I post anything? No. All
1: right. You don't follow her anywhere. Ignore the last name that you, we said. You, just,
2: you might as well just not.
1: You can find me at Nick Magella on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at Nick Magella. You can find this podcast at Split Six. Anywhere you can find podcasts. Find my other podcasts. Well, that sucked. Wherever you can find podcasts find my other other podcast 10 dab challenge on youtube and remember it's more important for you to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you and thank you for splitting six with us